0: So Stuti, first, let me thank you for accepting my invitation to participate to talk about a uh, little bit about your experience. Um, before you you introduce yourself, what what I thought we can we we, we could uh, talk and and discuss a little bit today was to share your experience about uh, coming from a different culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, a very particular culture in in this universe. As for my understanding, the little I know about about India, but you will you will then let your experience and and to share a bit uh, a bit about that. So, if you introduce yourself, who are you? Uh, when you joined this program, and yeah, whatever you want to share, what you do.
1: Hi, Farah. Thank you so much for having me here. And I, I think it's a great initiative you have taken because um, when we when we enter this EMBA, the idea is that we'll be able to cover so much, we'll be able to achieve so much. And by end of the year, you realize, oh God, so much time has already passed by. And there's very little time for each one of us to know the other person better. So from a from an individual point of view, I, I think it's a great platform for everyone to know the real person behind what we see on in our profile books or on LinkedIn. Or, you know, those sweet little exchanges, short exchanges that we have during the module. So, great initiative. Thank you Thank for having you. me here.
0: Thank you. Uh,
1: so, for your audience. Uh, Hi everyone, I'm Stuti, Stuti Dube. I come from India and I'm an entrepreneur and I'm part passionate and part crazy. I think that helps. (laughs) So yes.
0: Part passion, part crazy. I like that. So I'm crazy. I uh... I, I think I'm I'm a little bit of of both as well, but maybe not not ba- balanced. I think I'm more crazy sometimes and more more passionate on the other times. It depends. Um, so Stuti, to start again, this is like an easygoing conversation. Imagine if you we are in a bar, it's summer and we have wine. So I think it will be better. Um, I know. first question it's not a, a like a yes or no question but do you feel that you found your tribe like do you feel that you belong um in 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 here in in the program or in a specific group that you found um within this program doing this program
1: um, well, executive MBA taught us the perfect answer is it depends, right? <laughs> so in this case, it actually depends. Um, I, I was listening to your first podcast and, uh, you were talking about insecurities and how we are our own people. We all come with our notions, perceptions and everything. But one thing that, uh, and in my case, I think it is also a little different because I started my EMBA like in January 20, just before the COVID. So the Mm -hmm. exchanges were extremely different. And then I decided to take a pause and then restart the program this year. And then then I was lucky enough to be exposed to two very different kind of cohorts. The only constant that was there is how much effort are you taking to be uh, part of the tribe, right? Because mm-hmm. we, all, we all have been thrown into this diaspora and no one really knows anyone. So your effort is the first thing that counts. So if I don't take the effort of coming to you and speaking to you, uh, I don't think we'll be able to build a tribe. So to make it simpler, I, I think we all belong here which is why we decided to take this uh, decision. But again, depending on who you are as a person, the time it takes for you to become part of the tribe, that that can actually vary. And, you know, I I think effectively all of us, we did manage to find our own place, you know, our own uh, short group, our own uh, big tribe. So, yes. Yeah. Sorry, that was not a direct yeah. answer, but that's no, no. my
0: experience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I kind of have the same experience uh as you have. Um but I think that the the diversity, like the amount of diversity of people that come from different places here, it's so big it's it's on a different level than i would ever imagine i thought that before the doing the MBA that i knew what is to grow up on a diverse environment and that i knew what is to work with people with from different backgrounds and origins um whatever but I, I knew nothing because it was here with 70 other people, everybody from different places where you have to, you need to be able to learn how to work with those people. Um, especially in the modules, it's 10 days, let's say, each module. And then you are assigned a new group
1: mm-hmm. and you
0: have 10 days to get along with, with different people. So you have 10 days to get along, then fight, then make up, then <laughs> present the work and it's finished. Yeah. You don't have time to understand the other culture. Uh, why is this person talking to me like this? Why is this person not smiling or smiling too much or... So I think, yes, in the end, I thought I knew a lot about diversity, mm-hmm. but one of the things that this program is really teaching me is that uh, there is there are so many layers, so, so, so many layers. Um, it's not about being black or white. It's not about coming from India or coming from Africa. It's way more than that. So, Of course, I don't think that is a a straight answer to to my question. If I belong, for me, it's also, uh, it depends. Sometimes I feel that I really, really, really belong, especially in moments where we are drinking and having fun. Um, Sometimes I feel, I still feel six months later, seven months later, I still feel, what am I doing here? Like I'm, I don't belong here. I don't understand what people are saying, and and I don't agree with these. So it's it's um it's a thin line, I think.
1: <laughs> I I would kind of agree to you, and also I think uh, this is where me coming from India would uh, could be of relevance. So uh, I'm not talking about all the one point 3- three something billion people but uh, in my uh, experience the number of people I have engaged with I have seen this uh, India as a culture is extremely strenuous for you to perform right there's this constant pressure that you have to be the best at it so there are no number twos you have to be the number one and imagine that becomes so difficult for every person because you are not just competing with you know one or two a small batch, there's just too many people, right? So essentially I think most of the Indians and that was actually true for me as well before I started uh, venturing out of India for my client projects. I, I realized that I, I barely smile. I, I never used to smile especially at strangers. And whenever someone would smile at me, I'll be like, so what am I to do here? Like, should I smile? Is, is it okay? <laughs> that was me way back in 2012, 2013. And since then, I've been fortunate enough to, you know, step out of India and work uh, among various cultures. And, and I think um, EMBA for me actually ingrained that feeling of, okay, you have to take it easy. While you do it, you have to have a little fun. And you need to cut some slack for yourself. That's very, very important. And uh, for me, uh, and it, this is also extremely fresh because we had to find our raters for the LVI. Yesterday was the deadline. And for me, the leadership course was actually only about one thing, that I'm extremely difficult and critical on my own self. And I'm like, okay, okay come now and I'm like if it is not being done I I would not really just like let it be but I know that I have to take it easy and it takes me about a day or so but I, I, I have started moving from that extremely critical person to someone who can have more fun so so that is that is something from the culture point of view or how it was for me at the start and how it is now is quite remarkable
0: yeah yeah uh do you think that uh in any way um your cultural background influences how other people or expectations of other people um have uh towards you like from you
1: yes yes so i i think the stereotyping as much as we like to say that is not the best practice we we do it subconsciously we just do it so of course there there is always the stereotyping right so oh, and it gets very interesting and I'm sure you would conquer with me on that so you to start with you're a woman okay yeah. or oh, then you're a woman of color okay uh, oh then you come from this kind of country so like a developing country right so you would have not had the privilege to access a lot of things and when you say that you do understand this there's there's a sense of surprise really oh you know that too so these are very typical things or experiences uh, that I've had for a long time now they don't really affect me anymore but yes it is there and the best one is uh, oh you're an entrepreneur so you have never really worked in a large setup Hmm. so probably wouldn't understand so yeah it's fun it's fun it used to uh, impact me when I was young and I think that's what age and experience is all about and now I'm like yeah sure it's it's like the same run-of-the-mill problems that you face and you exactly know what to do next
0: yeah yeah what do you think uh I of course i I agree with you. And one thing that comes to my mind is, do you think that we have um, not enough examples i i won't I won't go this way, but do you think that there are things that can be done either from us who are the uh, people coming from from different uh, cultures? do you think that there are examples that can be given, either it's in class or some sort of representations that are not stereotypes? So practical example, Um, I don't know, maybe the examples we see from India, they are super good examples, of course, the business cases and and whatever, but do you think that in some way they contribute to maintain this stereotype or... Is there any other way of changing these, of helping to change this?
1: Um, so I'll I'll go back to my um, experience in the non-profit sector. So as as you are aware that I'm also part of Mukama, which yeah. is gender equality. So so we have this amazing mentor, and he's. Uh, He was, we we were extremely frustrated, right, about something because people have the same kind of responses. And he said, patriarchy is more than 5,000 years old. So if you think that you do something today is going to waste, then you're wrong because every little thing that you do today about it is going to impact the existence of patriarchy and it is going to take a very long time. So, uh, On a daily basis, what we do, does it contribute to a stereotype? Maybe yes, maybe not. I I don't know uh, Mm -hmm. if I am the best uh, or the right person to comment on that. But I've really seen a lot of uh, interesting examples and my own observation. So with COVID, you know, when the classes immediately moved to webinars, like we had Zoom, and if there would be 100 participants, and I I mean, I am always the last one to speak, but that's my typical nature, right? And I would say that all the women in those webinars, probably only one would speak. And I I personally knew these women, and I knew that they're not the quiet kind, right? But still, they would not speak. And uh, this is... And then there is this funny term of mansplaining, right? We all mm-hmm. know that. So that's there. So does uh, I, I thought it was a very interesting thing for me to observe. Uh, can I bring in examples which will help change? I don't know because our moderators are typically female, right? All program executives, managers, mm-hmm. they're female. So mm-hmm. is that helping us in some way? Maybe, maybe not. I, I really cannot comment on that. But one thing which I can definitely uh, comment on from my own experience is if I see you and other uh, females from our cohort doing something, it just gives me a little bit of ease and sense of freedom and probably not immediately, but eventually I would also end up doing the same thing. And I think that is the only thing that we need to do for each other. I don't need to come to Farah and tell her, you know what, Farah, you're not doing this right. I think that is not my place. But uh, I could definitely come to you and tell you, Farah, this was my problem. This is how I uh, did it. If you think I could help you in any way, do let me know. So a little bit of openness could really help us a lot. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's true. It's true. Um totally and and this is it's it's funny not trying to to run away from the topic but what you thought about we have so many brilliant uh women and we are not all the time talking or making questions Mm -hmm. or giving opinions or or and we know that um we are not the the quiet ones like come on i have a podcast and <laughs> we have uh, conversations during breaks and whatever but but uh, yeah the envir- the environment can really affect um how you behave um and how you 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 want to be seen yes so so it's 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 interesting and do you feel in any way like, uh, because you, you you left your country, uh, uh, you are here. Uh, left is a very tough word, but you understand. <laughs> um, do you feel special? Do you feel different? Do you feel in, that in some way you are uh, doing things that other people, other women, let's say, are not doing? Do you feel that... People are looking up to you as, as, as a role model, as an example. It's, it's a tough position to be, but in some way, do you think you can influence other, other people?
1: Uh, I think I try doing that on a daily basis. I don't see myself as special. However, I do see myself as someone who's extremely resilient and uh, very focused. And you know I, I, and I think I would like to mention this, I lost my job, uh, my banking job because, because of a discrimination case from my boss, and that was in 2009. I was young, naive, stupid. And I thought, only if I had a very fancy MBA you know, I could have dealt with this problem better and that is when I thought I'll do an MBA, which was in 2009. I Mm -hmm. finally enrolled myself in 2019. So, which is why I said I'm pretty resilient. Um, I was talking to one of my interns yesterday. Uh, She comes from a minority community and there are too many religious burdens, societal burden, family burdens on her. And she's brilliant. She's a PhD student. And she was like, Stuti, you know, um, I don't even have a passport. And I'm like, wow. And why is that? And she's like, because I'm not allowed to have one. And if I could, I would have left the country today itself. I said, but why aren't you applying for one? And she's like, because I'm not allowed to. And I I told her this, and this is something that I have tried doing to myself for a while now. I I think our biggest constraint is us. The only, only chain that we have is us as women, because we have to carry so many things parallelly. But Mm -hmm. we don't really need to, right? Um, I told her if she decides to get married and have a baby and that's the life she wants, that's perfect. If she wants to leave the family, run out of the country, uh, make her career into academia, that's brilliant too. But it has to be her decision. And she really needs to get that courage to do it. She's like, no, but you don't understand. I come from this place and this family. Uh, We are very religious. And I said, trust me, I understand all of it. You just need to be very clear what you want from your life. And you don't need to be hard on yourself, but you don't need to give up either. So I do try encouraging as many women around me because I think uh, somehow I have no idea how. Somehow I did manage to through a long period of uh, time, managed to achieve most of my dreams. I still have a million of them. But I think if I can, anyone can.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and as much as you don't consider yourself or you don't see yourself as special, um, I don't know if special is the word, but... Um, I think that in some way, just for the fact, as you say, like being resilient and uh, leaving a country, whichever country is, and going to another country where you don't, um, at first you don't speak the language, uh, you may not understand fully that culture, that environment, and you like go through a pandemic with your family on the other side of the world, yes. um, I think that yes, we we are special because of that, and and it's it's important that we that we understand that that place and not special like holy people, uh, but special in a way that uh, we can have a voice and we can have the power of influence positively people, not to leave their countries or leave their homes, like you were saying, but to really do what uh, can make them happy. Um, and and also, um, uh, uh, in, in my case, like, as, as as we were saying uh being here uh, from from Africa coming from from Mozambique I thought that it would be easier uh, but it's not so this is this is why I think every day okay I'm resilient I will do this like I will manage to to survive and to <laughs> To overcome any hardships, and and I am with the help of people. Um, and 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 yeah, I think that that basically this this was uh, like on a on a on a nutshell what I wanted to to hear from you. One last uh, question, comment? I don't know. Do you feel like? you can comment on one thing uh, you think that your, your background, uh, cultural, where you come from, um, helped you uh, in, this, in this environment, like the way you see things or the way you behave um, towards things, towards a new, a new challenge.
1: Um, I would not say that whether the culture or my country or where I come from has a great lot of impact on that. Uh, My personal experiences, however, definitely have a great impact. And I I always believe that a problem is only as big or as small as you make it. That has always helped me. So transitions are difficult, not easy. I have I, never been able to achieve anything in my life that was easy. So maybe that's how I think now. And it essentially boils down to me for what do I uh, decide to retain? Mm-hmm. You always have a choice to be happy about something or to be sore about what happened to you, right? You always also have the choice to pick the learning, right? You can have a very bad memory, a grudge over something, or you can have the learning and move forward. So I think that moving forward is something that you need to build in yourself. If your culture, if where you come from, your family, your friends, your environment helps you in doing that, please keep it very close to your heart. Because the only thing that you need in your life is move forward, retain the right right memories, retain the learnings, don't dwell over things. And if your culture helps you, your diversity helps you, then then do keep that with you. You have to decide what works for you. I I don't think there is a perfect uh, answer for any one of us. No,
0: no, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that in my case, I need to say that one thing from my culture that really helps me is to chill in a sense of um, I feel that sometimes um, when people are like, it may be good sometimes and it may be bad sometimes because Sometimes it's good because when people are fighting over something and no, this is my opinion, no, I will, uh, and I will we need to do this and we need to do this way and that way. I'm like people, <laughs> let me chill, so like me take- <laughs> you know, while you fight. Uh, and sometimes it's really bad because I think that in my culture or my experience with my culture is that sometimes we don't fight enough. And this is what I am learning here. Yeah.
1: Really? Wow. Yeah,
0: this is a perception. And if people are listening and want to comment on that, I really think that we should fight more uh, for the things we really want, uh, either if it's a small opinion or if it's a job as CEO of whatever company. Um, mm-hmm. I think that sometimes it lacks us. It can be history. It can be background. It can be many things that uh, made Mozambicans be so like uh, we call it uh, I don't know the translation to English but it's like keep walking you know not trying to promote that brand but it's some sort of yeah you know let it go so so I think that sometimes it's really good and it really helps you in Europe when everybody's fighting Uh, but sometimes it's Uh, a challenge because you'll be left behind of course
1: (laughs) but don't you think that probably this is where the wisdom of choosing your battles wisely would help right you don't have to fight for everything you just have to fight for the important thing things that really matter to you
0: absolutely absolutely and and where personality comes in is like Uh, you need to learn and to understand what's worth for you right uh what's worth for you to fight uh for but but this is something that for me I think it's it's personal growth uh Mm -hmm. also where I am learning on on to to fight for the things I really I really believe um and when I don't it's okay to let it go we don't need to be screaming and like dwelling all the time um so yeah but uh wow 40 minutes already <laughs> yes uh i love to record with girls because it's all always 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 like that uh <laughs> Uh, the conversation just goes, but Stuti, thank you so much uh, again for accepting, for sharing a bit of your of your experience, and I think we will see each other again in November.
1: Yes, it was my pleasure, Farah. Thank you so much for having me, and I look forward to all your brilliant speakers.
0: <laughs> thank you so much, and. <laughs> Kiss, kiss, bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.